Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. And good morning. We are ready to go. We've already been going for an hour. Are you ready to go? Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Bruce Hurdle at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale arm to the public, go to rmfp.com. Sasquatch and Wildcard Casinos always have great giveaways. Well, guess what? For the second promotion in a row, they are giving away a Tesla. You heard me right. They're doing it again. They're going to give you over $33,000 in cash instead. If you don't want a grand prize drawings for the weekend of October 7th, get on up there to see how you can win a Tesla or you can take the cash. You're going to love going up there. Really loose slots, daily cash drawings. Their sports book is terrific as well. Sasquatch and Wildcard, a family-owned casino that treats you like family. Time now for the lead. The lead, presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk. Okay, Nathaniel Hackett met the media yesterday, was asked if the Broncos run blocking issues on Saturday. Were they more mental or physical? Um, I think that, you know, you always want to be physical. You have to dominate the man in front of you. You know, whenever you have a double team, you have to take advantage of that. Um, I think that whenever um, you don't know where you're going, it's hard to ask a guy to be physical. So in the run game standpoint is that there were some unbelievable looks for us to be able to take advantage of the defense. But when people are, you know, either going the wrong way or not understanding the angle that we're trying to create for them, it's not going to be advantageous for us. And they're going to take advantage of it. And that's what we saw. Nathaniel Hackett should write a book called Football for Dummies because he explains it in such a way that is so easy to understand with zero excuses. It is really impressive for a young coach. No question. I'm not condoning how the offensive line played. I love the fact that he apologized to the fans for the performance, but he says it in a way that is so disarming. And so not paranoid. I love it. So do I. But I don't like the message. I mean, the way he delivered it, I have no problem with and I'm appreciative for it. But the message bothered me a little bit. Really? And on that particular bite, um, when guys aren't going in the right direction and they're not going in the right place and they're not set up properly, they well, that's kind of the whole function of the preseason, isn't it? I mean, aren't we in a position now where two weeks in to exhibition football, shouldn't guys kind of know that kind of stuff by now? As as someone who has run the zone blocking scheme at a very high level told me zone blocking, outside zone blocking is very easy to learn. It's incredibly difficult to execute. execute right. So zone blocking essentially is you are assigned a lane you go into that lane, you push your guy, and then your timing needs to be dead perfect. Mm-hmm. When to, the terminology is climb the ladder, when you turn up field. And if you're a half second off, everything falls apart. Right. It, it, this is a system that will take time because all the guys need to work well together. All you need to do, if you have four guys running it perfectly, Kind of like, let's say you have an orchestra of five people and the trumpet player is doing his thing. And the trombone player is doing his thing. And the first chair violin, she's doing her thing. And another instrument's doing their thing. But the other person is off with the bass 
it's going to sound like crap and the play's probably going to blow up. Well, then you get into a question of risk and reward. It's not like driving straight ahead. Right. No, well, it, we get it's, that. It's not I mean, muscling up. No, I, I understand that. I, I think even even the, 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 the least initiated football fan can probably gather that. But you do, at some point, have to see dividends being paid uh, and, and returned on a system that, to this point, has not been run very well by this football team. I am not going to make any excuses for Nathaniel Hackett or Outen. For their, I'm not going to make any excuses for what we saw on Saturday. But is it fair to say that the guys on the offensive line, outside of Calvin Anderson, who, by the way, if Billy Turner is healthy, I believe is going to be the starter. Is it an unfair statement to say that there's a reason why these guys are backups when it comes? Oh, no, absolutely. Now. No, you're right. And I'm not mad. Right. I know it's going to seem like an excuse. No, not necessarily. So these guys are backups for a couple of reasons. One, talent, obviously. But maybe their processor isn't fast enough could very well be to pick up this system. Now, that is not to suggest that the guys who are starting are going to be able to pick it up quickly. Cushionberry is a young center. Miners, he's a young guard. You have veterans in Bowles and Reisner. I understand that. They looked very good against the Cowboys. Right. They just didn't look good in this game. But I agree with what Hackett said. When you are when when you're playing sports. If you are tentative, there's no aggressiveness. Right. It's like playing tennis. If, if you're not sure where you want to hit the ball, you're, you're not going to swing full speed because you're not sure where the ball should be going. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, having said that, your twos at least are going to play. They're going to play some. Not all five together. At least you hope. No. Yeah, at least you hope. Right? Because <laughs> we saw how that worked out, right? Because if, let's say for the sake of argument, you have one of those backups playing with the starters, if this guy still isn't up to speed, and hopefully the other four are, yes, the play could blow up, but there's a better chance. There's an 80% chance it won't. I know this. I know that this team has got to run the football well yep. to be the type of team that I think we feel it can be. They've got to be able to run it well, first and foremost. Haven't seen it yet. As much as I like Mike Boone, again, there's a reason why he is the number three running no back. No doubt about it. He is not He is not a north and south guy like Javante Williams. But against the Seahawks or whoever, we might see a situation where, you know, Javante Williams, for as great as he is breaking tackles, he does get tackled in the backfield. And we will see. But, yes, to me, the the offensive lineman picking up the zone-blocking scheme is going to be instrumental to the success of this offense. It's probably the single most important thing other than keeping Russell Wilson healthy. Right. That's and, probably about it. And here's the funny thing. So let's go off of what Hackett said. We weren't as aggressive because we were unsure. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Okay. When you're protecting a quarterback, that's all finesse. There is zero power. It's a, it's very hard to have power when you're backpedaling because sure. that's what pass plays are. Of course. Right? So, you know, Dalton Reisner is better in pass protection than he is run blocking. 
Although I think Dalton Reisner is going to be good in this system, don't you? Well, I think he's, he's made the effort. He's an by athlete. Well, he has made the effort by dropping weight. Miners has made the effort mm -hmm. by not being really the belly anymore, although he still exposes his belly. These guys have taken it seriously enough. Yeah. You have Garrett Bowles. This should be perfect for him. Oh, perfect for him. And I think for Lloyd Cushenberry as well. He's a, he's a guy that he's mobile. They've got some athletes up there. It, it's very intriguing. I, I And I see, I don't think that this is Nathaniel Hackett coming in trying to, to fit that square peg into a round hole. I think he took a good long look. I mean, obviously, I think that that was his sensibility, and that's what he wanted to do. But I think that my guess is that he probably had a good understanding of the talent that he was inheriting and made the early question, can these guys handle it with the kind of feet, the kind of hands, the kind of quickness, the kind of mobility? Do they have what's necessary for them to run a difficult system to execute. Well, think about this for a second. <clears throat> you and I have talked about this because coaches say this all the time. We're going to build an, an offense around our talent. Yeah, that sounds good. Mm -hmm. um, Not a lot of people do it. Okay, well, um, can anybody say with any degree of certainty that the Broncos had a bunch of zone-blocking uh, offensive linemen right. when they got here? Sure. No, that's the offense that they wanted to run, yep. whether they had the talent or not. I'll tell you this, cut-down day is coming up very soon. The waiver wire is going to be filled with players. I would not be surprised if the Broncos, A, try and sign an offensive lineman, and B, go after a fourth cornerback. I think those will be their top two targets. Agreed. Coming up after the break, NFL.com's Adam Shine ranked the top defenses in the NFL. I'm going to drop a little hint. I don't want to, I want to call it a tease because it is a tease, but I'll tease you more by saying this. The Broncos are in the top eight. That's a good thing. Yeah. The teams ahead of them, it's not good at all. I mean, it's really, really not good at all if this plays out. So the Broncos' defense expected to be very good, but the teams ahead of them, that's not good if that plays out. We'll explain why next. Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us, milehighsports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Bruce Hurdle at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. Time now for the buzz. The buzz is presented by Rocky Mountain Eurosport. Go for a test drive today in Denver or Parker because everyone deserves a luxury car buying experience. Or find them online at rmeurosport.com. NFL.com's Adam Shine ranked the top defenses in the NFL. I'll give them to you in order. By the way, everybody who believes... Well, 49ers are coming to town with Trey Lance. Guess what? 49ers, according to Adam Shine, according to a lot of people, have the top defense in the NFL. Got 49ers are number one. Bills are number two. Packers, number three. Chargers, number four. Rams, number five. Saints, six. 
Buccaneers 7, Broncos 8. They should be flattered. They're considered to be a top 8 defense. That is fantastic. But if this list plays out to its prediction, should the Broncos be encouraged or concerned? Well, you got four games against teams directly ahead of you defensively there, I suppose. I don't know. I mean, look, you can't worry about the other guy. No, I understand that. You can only worry about yourself. I understand that. Broncos, I think I think you and I would agree, and we haven't agreed on much today, but I think that we would agree that the Broncos are a top 10 defense. I agree. I think that they are clearly a top 10 defense. Worry about yourselves, get on with things, and get it figured out. The, uh, the, the key is if you've got a top 10 offense to go with a top 10 defense. Okay. All right. Right? I'll, I'll, I'll go there with you. Okay. Think the Bills are going to have a top 10 offense? I think they're going to have a top five offense and a top five defense. You think the Chargers are going to have a top five offense? I think the Chargers are going to have a top... With Justin Herbert. Top five offense. With a top five quarterback. Yes. The Bills, top three quarterback. Yes. I am more concerned than I am encouraged. It's not like you're playing the Chiefs where the Chiefs, you know what they're capable of mm-hmm. offensively, but there are a couple of holes in yeah, the fabric there are. Yeah, on, yeah. on the suit that you're wearing. No, you're right. right. Yep. If you have a top-five offense, if it plays out that way in a top-five defense, I'm sorry. Uh, I'll take my chances with Herbert over Wilson, and I would take my chances with Josh Allen over Russell Wilson. Are the, are the Broncos positioned with a top-ten defense? And let's call it a top twelve offense to make the playoffs. Yes, mm-hmm. I think they are. They are positioned if indeed it plays out that way. However, you can forget about a trip to the Super Bowl. Oh no, I I don't. Th- yeah, I wouldn't consider that to be really an option this year anyway. Um, I think that this is a. How about a trip to the AFC Championship game? Well, I mean, I potentially. I, I, why not? Right? You I know? mean, why not? I think that this is, as it sits here today, I've said it from the beginning and I'm not wavering. I think it's a 10 and 7 football team. Yeah. I really do. All right. And I think that 10 and 7 is, puts you in playoff discussion. I mean, think about this for a second, okay? There are teams over the course of history have certainly been very balanced. This is the best example I can give you. Everybody talks about the 1985 Bears mm-hmm. defense. Do you know the Bears had the number one scoring offense in the league that year, right. too? Yeah. I, well, I didn't know that they were number one. They were number but one. But I knew it was extremely Scoring good. offense. Yeah. They were number one. The point is what should be so concerning, and I know it's year to year. The Bills' defense is supposed to be great. They have Josh Allen. Packers, they have Aaron Rodgers. Chargers, yep. they have Herbert. Rams, they have Stafford. Buccaneers, they have Brady. And their defense is expected to be terrific. Full package. It really is, isn't it? That's what makes championship teams. I mean, I don't... Look, the Broncos are a work in progress. If the Broncos can flip the script from last year, to me, that's a successful season. Okay. And puts them on the path to take the next step, 12 wins, whatever the case may be. 
I, I think that they're, I don't think that they're necessarily crawling before they're walking. I think they're walking. Right. I think that they can make that kind of prove improvement. Is that wholesale improvement? It's pretty good. Yeah. If, if you won seven games a year ago and you flip it to 10 this year, that's not bad, especially in this division. You're playing six times against the Raiders, the Chiefs, and the Chargers. So, I don't know. Maybe my expectations are modest. I think they're realistic. What I do find interesting is this. And you can always find cases where I'm about to say is the opposite, but you would think the opposite of what I'm about to say happens more true to form is where I'm going. Sean McVay, offensive mind, won a Super Bowl Mm -hmm. last year. Mm -hmm. The year before, Bruce Arians, offensive mind, won a Super Bowl. But if we're being completely honest... Oh, their defense won that one. Exactly. Bingo. Uh, Brian Billick with the Ravens, historic defense... Offensive mind. Tony Dungy won a Super Bowl. Defensive mind, but had Peyton Manning. I always find it interesting that guys who coach on one side of the ball, the other side of the ball tends to be better. Now, this is why I'm bringing this up. 49ers, top defense, Kyle Shanahan. Offensive guy. Matt LaFleur. Offensive guy. Sean McVay. Mm -hmm. Offensive Offensive guy. guy. You're right. It's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Very interesting. Because I'll be honest with you, the Rams' defense is probably better than the Rams' offense. Well, I mean... The Packers' offense, you can make the case with Aaron Rodgers, is better than the than the Packers' defense because they have Aaron Rodgers. Right? Because they have Aaron Rodgers. 49ers, they're, they're going to ride their defense until Trey Lance is up to speed. Well, think about this. Even in Denver, you've brought in Russell Wilson... And Nathaniel Hackett, an an offensive mind, is starting with a better defense than he has an offense. Right. Period. Right. Todd Bowles? Yeah. Well, he's a defensive-minded head coach. Right. So, I think it's a little bit of a concern for the Broncos, not necessarily making the playoffs, but going deep. And honestly, yeah, it would be great to make the playoffs because, you know, they haven't eaten in a while, so you'll you'll take a slice of white bread if you have to. (laughs) Right. Right, but I want the loaf. Well, it's probably not the year to 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 get to think about winning the whole thing. I, I just don't think, I just don't think they have that capa- the capacity. I'll tell you this: I, I would make the case they have a better chance of making a Super Bowl run this year than they do next year. Why? Because when you look ahead, they're not going to have a first round pick and a second round pick next mm, year. Okay. Cap, they're going to spend a lot of money on Russell Wilson. So bringing mm-hmm. bring in free agents is yeah. going to be difficult. Yeah. They're not going to be able to stock this team. Yeah. What hey, do you do about Bradley Chubb? If Bradley Chubb balls out this year, he's not coming back unless no. they put him on the franchise tag. No. But also you have a second year in the in the system, second year in the process, second year of expectations all and that the too. understanding. Zone blocking um, should be better. Zone blocking should be, not only should it be better, they should have at that point the pieces in place to assure that it's better. Right. Uh, you answer questions about, frankly, Jerry Judy, which I think exists right now. Oh, yeah. Right? I mean, you can make talented the, guy, but you, we don't know. He's in a make-or-break year for right. a fifth-year option. Absolutely. So you have some things that I think that you're going to have a much firmer understanding about with this football team that should help you in the process next year. You're right. 
You don't have the draft capital, but you've got to be more creative about how you obtain talent. Oh, well, hold on. Okay. You know what creative means? Um, spending money. Trades and free agency. Well, you trade for a guy, he comes with a contract. Right. So well, I, you got, well, you have to be smart about and, how you're doing it. And let's not talk about how wealthy the Walton Penner Group is because they can't help you with the salary no, cap. No. They can help you with money up front, right. but they can't help you with no. the salary cap. Coming up after the break, today is the day that Mike Shanahan and Dan Reeves will be voted on to possibly go into the Hall of Fame. What kind of chances do they have when you look at the guys they're up against? From the Coach Contributor Committee. That's next. Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle. Presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us at You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed, at Bruce Hurdle, at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for a wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, want to tell you about Siltahar Mazda and specifically a new ride that you're going to want to take for a test drive. The Mazda Miata has been out for a very long time. I mean, Miatas have been on the market for a long time, but now they have the MX-5. It's a hardtop convertible, and you're going to want to go to Broomfield for a test drive today. With that, I want to bring in a good friend of mine, one of my golfing buddies, the vice president of Siltahar, Greg Larson. How are you, Greg? Good morning, Eric Goodman. How are you, sir? I am great. So the weather is nice. The weather's going to be great into the fall. Uh, the Mazda Miata MX-5 hardtop convertible. Man, that sounds like a fun car. Give me some more details. Well, I'll tell you what. As we uh, as we approach past uh, the uh, uh, school days and people getting back into the swing of things, fall is uh, the best time in the world to enjoy uh, driving in Colorado. I'm sure you've been up in the mountains and uh, uh, with a drop top like the Miata, you take that down, take a look at the fall colors, get a good ride in the cool air blown in your hair. Can't beat it. When you look at that car in terms of practicality, is that more of a fun car, or can it be used more practically? Yeah, a lot of people uh, buy it uh, for that extra car, that weekend car, when they uh, when they get a chance to uh, take a quick drive up in the mountains, maybe a, uh, a quick trip uh, to the golf course. Uh, you know, there's nothing better than uh, having uh, that open air in your in your hair. If somebody says, you know what, I don't know if I can do a fun car. If I, I don't know if I could do a car that, you know, is going to be an extra car. What kind of finance options do you have? Can you lease it? Yeah, they, uh, we do have a uh, in, inside lease program. And, uh, you know, you see people do that. You get some financing out there. I mean, a lot of people talk about the rates going up. There's still a lot of great rates, including, uh, you know, a 2.9% financing option that you can get out there. Uh, and uh, it's, a, it's a perfect time to get that uh, uh, a little bit of a splurge on that second car. I have been to uh, Siltar Mazda more than a few times. I mean, you and I were just together last week. I like the sales building that you have already. I think it is great for all of your customers. Uh, but you've broken ground on a new one. 
What kind of bells and whistles does it have? Yeah, we're going to uh, uh, be moving into the new uh, retail evolution facility uh, early uh, 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 spring of uh, 2023, and uh, we're anxious. You know, there that building uh, started in 1960 as an iconic uh, mm. landmark in Broomfield, Colorado. Everybody knew where Siltar Motors was. And uh, time for a facelift. We're looking forward to it. Uh, and uh, uh, we should see those results uh, in February, March of next year. The one thing that I really like about Siltahar in general, and you have a lot of other cars, but obviously right now we're talking about Siltahar Mazda, but really the entire family of uh, Siltahar. When Jack started it, um, it, it was about family. It was about serving Colorado families for over 60 years. Uh, his influence on the business, how has that carried throughout the decades? Uh, well, I mean, it started with Jack Sr. and uh, Jack Jr. taking over in 1982. We've always been about the community and uh, providing support to the people that surround our area, uh, not just uh, for you know a sales uh, uh, deal, but it's uh, it's also service, parts, body shop, uh, and uh, and then when your kids uh, need a little extra help uh, uh, in their football program or maybe a, a school program where you're doing some fundraising, we're the first ones to step up. It's important that uh, the philanthropy that we put in the community is uh, is widely known, and it's going to stay that way for uh, decades to come. Okay, I'm going to put uh, you and your sales staff on a project, okay? Gotcha. My, my daughter, Mia, recently turned 14. She just started high school in two years. I told her that she needs to work. And whatever she comes up with, I will match. So get your sales staff looking. I know we're two years out, but get on this now, okay? I know. It's, uh, uh, that's a great time in, in your life is to be able to uh, provide some support for your, uh, your kids in their first car. And we have so many used car options and leasing options for people that uh, uh, are out there looking for their kids uh, use uh, you know something pre-owned with a little bit of affordability to it. So uh, we'll get me in a car, put her in something safe, uh, make sure it's certified and uh, get her down the road. Okay. Listen, you're a dad. I'm a dad. I hate to go hashtag dad jokes with all due respect because of her age. I will not put Mia in a Mazda Mia Ada. <laughs> Thank you. How, thank you. How do people find you? Uh, the easiest way to find us is uh, uh, online at sphmazda.com. Uh, but if you're out and about, we're on the corner of Highway 36 and Wadsworth Boulevard in Broomfield. So uh, uh, easy to get to. Or you can call us at, uh, at the uh, number provided. Greg, we'll talk soon, my friend. Have a great day. All right. Thanks, Eric. Take care. See you, man. All right. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending. Presented by Silterhar Mazda. Get to Silterhar in Broomfield for a no-pressure buying experience at Silterhar Mazda or find them at sdhmazda.com. Coach Contributor Committee for the Hall of Fame will discuss a 12-person finalist group. Here is your list. Mike Shanahan, Dan Reeves, Rune Arledge, who founded and started Monday Night Football, Don Coriel, Mike Holmgren, Art Modell, Buddy Parker, Art Rooney Jr., uh, Clark Shaughnessy, John Wooten, Robert Kraft, and Frank Bucko Kilroy. You think Shanahan or Reeves have a shot to get in this year? Um, I think it it would be kind of a sneak in the back door kind of thing. 
maybe from a split vote or something. Maybe there are some pretty intriguing guys on this list. Um, I mean, one guy in a very august group of guys. So the odds are long for anybody at this point, right? Right. So, yeah, I don't know. I know one thing. Mike Shanahan and Dan Reeves belong in the Hall of Fame. Um, I, I, I tend to agree with what Deion Sanders said about a month ago. Ah. Yes, it's the Hall of Fame, but there's some guys. It's not that they shouldn't be in there. Not the Hall of Very Good. That's right. Gotcha. And as much as I like Marv Levy and I covered him, mm-hmm. okay, as much as I like Tony Dungy, very good coach, the coaches that should be in the Hall of Fame have the last names of Lombardi, Shula, Noel, Landry. Walsh, Landry. That, those are your Hall of Fame coaches. Yeah. I've said this for years about the Hall of Fame, specifically when it comes to quarterbacks. And I say this with all due respect. I'm just picking a name out of a hat to a guy like Dan Fouts. There is a special room that when you walk in, it's filled with cigar smoke and all the scotch and bourbon you can drink. <laughs> and only Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Brett Favre, Johnny Unitas, John Elway and a few others have keys to get into that room. I think in some ways, at least for coaches, it has been watered down a little bit. I think Mike Shanahan will eventually get in. I would like to think that Dan Reeves will eventually get in. I'm not going to make it. I can make a case for or against Mike Shanahan. Okay. This is my case against him. He won two Super Bowls. Or that, that's my case for him. He won two Super Bowls in a row. And that's my case completely. It's not a bad case. Okay. Because after that, he won a single playoff game with the Broncos. That's yeah. it. No, okay. no, that's it. Yeah. He won a lot of regular season games. And I know George Carl is in the Hall of Fame. We're yeah. going to go into the Hall of Fame for winning a lot of regular season games. Well, but he won a pair of Super Bowls. So basically, what you're saying is he had two great years and then what? Then what? Then what? Won a single playoff game? Yeah. That's it? Okay. You're putting in a guy in who had two great years. I mean, Terrell Davis, Terrell Davis got in because of three or four good years. Great years, I should say. But you're really going to base it on two years? However, this is my case to put him in. To me, Mike Shanahan belongs in the Hall of Fame more as a contributor than he does as a coach. Because what we are seeing today and his coaching tree mm-hmm. is late, late blooming. His coaching tree, while Gary Kubiak is on it, Gary Kubiak won a Super Bowl here, and I get it. But when you look at Matt LaFleur and Sean McVay and Kyle Shanahan and now Nathaniel Hackett, they were concepts that Shanahan learned from others, specifically Bill Walsh and Seifert. And then he incorporated zone blocking into mm-hmm. it. And now we have outside zone blocking. So that's where I think his greatest contribution is that we still see his fingerprints all over today's game. And for that reason, that's why I believe Don Coriel will get in this year. Because when you look at Don Coriel, um, his playoff record was three and six. Okay. His teams never made it to a Super Bowl. However, when you look at his influence, let me read you some things about his influence. Number one, he was the first guy to coach 
and to regularly use two tight ends in a one-back offense. That started with him. Many people consider him the father of the modern passing game. People talk about the West Coast offense, right? This is a quote from Mike Martz. Don Coriel is the father of the modern passing game. People talk about the West Coast offense, but Don started the West Coast offense decades ago and kept updating it. You look around the NFL right now, who are some guys that coached under him? John Madden, Bill Walsh, who is the founder of the West Coast passing game, right? But he learned under Don Coriel. Joe Gibbs learned under Don Coriel. Don Coriel has been a finalist five times. I think his time has come. I agree. And I think he will be the guy to get in. And when you look at coaches, there is a waiting list. Like wide receivers, you got to get in line. Next man up. But I'm going to give you one guy who I think might get into. I think it's going to be Coriel or this guy. Ready for this? Frank Bucko Kilroy. Oh, I think he's got a great shot. It's gonna. I think it's going to be one of those two guys. Uh, yeah. I think he's got a really good shot. He's one- got... Tremendous pedigree. You and I talked about with Randy Gratishar, one reason why he's not in the Hall of Fame, he was not on an all-decade team. Mm-hmm. Frank Bucko Kilroy was on an all-decade team in the 1940s. And then, oh, by the way, he was a legendary scout as well and won four titles. One before the Super Bowl yep. and then three Super Bowl titles. So it was a player and a scout And as a GM, by the way, Mm -hmm. of the New England Patriots, I guess the question is, and I'll ask you this question. I don't think you can write the history of the NFL without Frank Bucko Kilroy. He was also instrumental in bringing Roger Stahl back to the Dallas Cowboys. All right. He was also credited as the founder of the modern NFL draft. And he helped fashion the Super Bowl to what it is today. You cannot write the story of the NFL without him. You cannot write the story of the NFL without Don Coryell. I'm sorry, but you can write the story of the NFL without Dan Reeves. Yeah, you're right. And you can make the case until recently, you could write the story of the NFL without Mike Shanahan. Agreed. Is Bill Parcells a Hall of Fame coach? Bill Parcells is here. (laughs) Yes or no? Is he a Hall of Fame coach? He's a Hall of Famer. So I guess he's a Hall of Fame coach. He is the second best coach in NFL history. Okay. No, no, no. That's over Lombardi, Landry, Noel, Shula. Okay. And I'll tell you why. I, I'd have to. I'd have to. I'd have to. Now you're taking my question on a tangent. So, so let, you know, now let me get he back. He belongs to it. in that room. I'm just saying. For, absolutely. Okay. Second best coach of all time. Compare. Take some time, and compare Mike Shanahan's credentials to Bill Parcells. I just invite you to do it. You want me to? Sure. Sure. Okay. Um, his first job with the Giants won two Super Bowls, right? Yeah. Okay. Then he was the coach of the Patriots. What did he do? Let him do Super Bowl. Turn them around. Mm-hmm. Then he went to, I think, with the Jets. Turn them around. All he does is turn around fran Cowboys. Turn them around, too. All he does is turn around franchise. Hold on. Before you chime in, did Shanahan turn around the Redskins? No. No. Okay. Bill Parcells. And, oh, by the way, guess what else he did? He won two Super Bowls with two guys who will never come close to the Hall of Fame. Yeah. And Hostetler and Sims. Am I making my case? You're making a case. No. He You're won, making a case. He won two Super Bowls. Very without, similar amount of wins right in the he same He turned around wheel, four teams. Same wheelhouse for wins. He turned around four teams and made bad teams all playoff, all playoff teams. Four of them. And led two different franchises 
to the Super Bowl, and he did them without Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Because Drew Bledsoe, by the way, not going in the Hall of Fame either. No, Sims, Hostetler. He didn't win with Drew Bledsoe. A Super Bowl. He went to a Super oh, Bowl. Oh, great. Okay. He went to a Super Bowl. He did took, he win a Super Bowl? Did he take a... How'd Marv Levy do? Did he take a... In Super Bowl. Did he take a crappy New England team to a Super Bowl? They were awful. And he went to a Super Bowl. Took the Jets into the playoffs when they were awful. Cowboys weren't very good. Went to the playoffs. But you know who's number one on the list? Joe Gibbs. You know why? He won three Super Bowls with Doug Williams, Mark Rippon, and Joe Theismann. What do they all have in common? None of them in the Hall of Fame. Fair enough. But guess what? Vince Lombardi, who is his quarterback? Hall, Star. Hall of Famer. Uh, Tom Landry, Hall of Famer. Chuck Knoll, Hall of Famer. Bill Walsh, Hall of Famer. Bill, Bill Parcells. And Joe Gibbs. Joe Gibbs can do more with less in the kitchen. And that is what makes a great head coach. Paul Brown wasn't bad either. Paul Brown is so far before my time. I think you were at one of his games, weren't you? Yeah, I was the water boy. Paul Brown. No, Paul Brown Paul, was, was Paul an innovator. Brown. No question. Yeah, but you know what Paul Brown's biggest mistake was? Mm. Hiring the wrong guy to replace him because he got he Bill Walsh was so upset with him he said I'm out. Yeah. Well, should have hired him but didn't. Yeah. But Paul Brown is the founder of the modern passing. No question. So while he was a great coach, his biggest contribution was as a contributor. Great coach. Biggest contribution as a contributor. So my top 2 would be Gibbs and Parcells and then everybody else. Everybody mm. most most guys can win with talent. The question is, can you maximize the talent on your roster? And no one did it better than Gibbs and Parcells. Does that answer your question? In the modern era, uh, I would tend to agree. Although, if you just uh, if you just go apples to apples, Mike Shanahan and Bill Parcells have a remarkably similar right history, right down to they have no number. S- hold on, right down to number of wins, number of Super Bowls. Oh. So, so you're all about stats. No, I'm not all about stats. Well, that's what you just brought up to me. Wins and losses I just and Super said, Bowls. I, I, I made a statement that they are very similar in terms of career wins and two Super Bowls. Well. That's it. Well, there are always there are always shades of gray that, that shape an argument, and you have just done that. But I'm just saying from a purely metrics standpoint. Bill Parcells had more than two great years. How's that? How's that for a stat? Hmm. More than two great. Now years. we got to define great data. Now we got to find. Now we have to define great. Bill Parcells won in the playoffs outside of his Super Bowl wins. I think Mike Shanahan was eight and six in yeah. the playoffs. Okay. Again. Now he would, two of them were Super Bowl. Seasons. Seven wins in two seasons. Yeah. And he won one more game after yeah. that. That's right. Hall of Fame coach? I don't think so. Fair enough. Hall of Fame contributor? Yes, when you add it all up. Okay. What do we have coming up on Argonaut Wine and Liquor, just in case you missed it? There was a bit of a controversial hit on in Sunday night's Giants-Bengals preseason game, and Yankee skipper Aaron Boone has been under some fire lately. We'll get into that next on Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle on Mile High Sports. We all want to change the world. No matter how hard you try, you can't stop us now. 
Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back, Morning Drive. Goodman, Hurdle, watch us, smileysports.com. You can reach us, Rocky Mountain Forest Products, Twitter feed, at Bruce Hurdle, at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber, the public go to rmfp.com. Time now for the final word. The final word is presented by the McKenzie Law Firm. Don't wait before it's too late. Protect your family by setting up a will, living will, or estate plan with Dan McKenzie at themckenziefirm.com. Just in case you missed it, is presented by Argonaut Wine and Liquor. You need to see why Westward named it the best liquor store in Denver. Five years running. Or order online at ArgonautLiquor.com. Just in case you missed it, in the New York Giants-Cincinnati Bengals game on Sunday night, Giants rookie defensive end and number 5 overall pick Kayvon Thibodeau was involved in a play that drew lots of attention as he was blocked low by uh, tight end Thaddeus Moss. Thibodeau hurt his right knee on the play, but avoided serious injury as he will be out three to four weeks with the sprained MCL. Hopes to play in the regular season opener versus Tennessee. Uh, some saw it as a dirty hit, while others thought it was just playing football. What's your guys' opinion on the block that took out Thibodeau's knee? Was there a flag on the play? There was not a flag. It's a legal play. And that's where the, that's where the argument stems. It's a legal play. It is not a play that makes you comfortable watching a guy go low on a guy because you cringe every single time for the reasons that we saw. The guy was carted off the field. I hate it, but for the law of the land, it was a clean hit. He went after the hip and dipped low. Yeah, I hate that. I don't think he went after the guy's name. I mean, I've seen arguments on both sides. And honestly, it's above my pay grade. To really say, okay, that's a cut block. That isn't a cut. Right. Wasn't called. Right. Just in case you missed it, Coach Gaines from Friday Night Lights has passed away at the age of 73. Are you guys fans of Friday Night Lights, the TV show, or the movie? Or the book? Or the book, yeah. I think the book is where I start with, and the book was absolutely fantastic. Led me into the TV series, which I thought was extremely well done. There is nothing like the culture of Texas high school football. I will tell you right now, one of my favorite things, and I'm taking your time and I apologize, was going to cover Big 12 games on Saturday and driving down on Fridays just so I could listen to the Homer broadcast of high school football throughout the state of Texas. It was the greatest form of entertainment and actually made me drive instead of take flights. That was Argonaut Wine and Liquor, just in case you missed it. They deliver to the entire metro area. Any delivery over 100 bucks is free. CY Westward calls Argonaut the best liquor store in Denver, five years running. Check them out online at ArgonautLiquor.com or stop by on Colfax. That's going to do it for us. Zach, Alex, great job today. Same with you, Bruce. Make it the best possible morning you can. Because today from my friends in my head, I'm so ugly. That's okay.